Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Rolling. Rolling. <laughs> All right. So there was one day in our group chat that we were having a conversation about how people differ. And um, typically, I think those conversations are around how you're raised, mm-hmm. but not how you're born. And in that conversation, it made me remember. Um, a book that I had started reading. Um, when I say I read a book, it's more than likely just a few chapters in the chapters Crying. that apply to me. <laughs> um, but I remember re- being um, referred a book called Birth Order, and I'm pretty sure we've talked about it several times on the show, where um, it talks about, based off of where you were born, in pos- what position you're born in, in your family dynamic, it determines... It can determine a lot of your characteristics, a lot of the um, places that you'd best work and um, how you operate in the flow of your family. Mm. And I remember I was on family vacation um, a couple years ago. And after I started reading off like the list to my family and to my siblings, um, because it's three of us, so it's easier. It was easy for us to do. You got your first child, your middle and your baby. The last born. And as I'm reading out these characteristics, both positive, both weaknesses and how we operate, the three of us, as well as our parents, were looking at us as like, that's literally y'all. That's how y'all move. (laughs) That's how y'all act. That's how y'all operate. And I just thought it was really interesting. So in that group chat that day, um, as the conversation is continuing, um, I started dropping stuff in regards to being, um, you know, a firstborn child. And obviously everybody's like, well, can you drop it for me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> can you drop mine? Can you drop mine? And it, a lot of people, a lot of the individuals in the chat, we all were just looking at it as if I wish there there's more information in the world to be had um, in regards to how you are as a person, um, understanding yourself as a person, but also um, for us as you transition into different phases of life, Mm -hmm. which for us is now parenting, also understanding those things so that you can parent effectively or be aware of certain things and uh, dynamics that you could be creating based off of that child in your life. And so obviously because we've been talking about it for uh, quite some time, I think it's time for us to talk about it on the show. Well, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. What's going on, everybody? With your host Malcolm and Brittany Garrison, and you're listening to Let's Talk About It. Let's Talk About It is a space where we unpack life's transitions and their effects on millennials. As entrepreneurs and millennial parents, we've navigated a lot of life transitions, and we're here to share those experiences with you while challenging perspectives and engaging in open dialogue. Y'all ready? Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Um. No, it's funny because you said that like in the group chat, there's married people in the group chat, there's single people in the group chat. And I'm just thinking like, what if people knew this before they actually like took that step in marriage? Like they understood themselves in that in that way. Yeah. Um, Of how they act and how they grew up. 
mm-hmm. can really, you know, um, have a catalyst on why you are the way you are. Right. But also knowing your spouse and the way they grew up. Oh, my gosh. I didn't even think about that part. <laughs> and the amount of grace you can give them because of what, they, what they've now know about themselves. And now that you know that, now you know probably how to even maybe deal with them in, in, a, in a way that is not... Um, it's not subjective. It's not dismissive or anything like that. You can get to understand your, your partner that much better. I don't even think sometimes it's about like <clears throat> how to deal with the other person yeah. as much as it is how to understand how they think, how they're wired, mm-hmm. how, um, cause you know, with what, what birth order talks about, it talks about stuff that doesn't have anything to really do with your actual upbringing itself. Yeah. Your upbringing is contingent upon where you were placed in birth. Right. Mm. According to that. So it's like me being the, me being the oldest of my family and you being kind of a middle child, kind of a, you're a hybrid, <laughs> kind of a middle child, kind of, and, uh, uh, firstborn and kind of the baby. It's like you're treated differently by your siblings. You're treated differently by your parents. Your experiences are different. And so it it's interesting as we continue to grow and continue to develop um, the differences we both even see in like our parenting style and how we are with our child or the things that bother us or don't bother us because you know, I've said it multiple times and I literally recently remember right before we had our son, my dad was like, well, how are you, what, how do you think Caden's going to react when the baby comes? And I was like, I mean, I don't know, but what I am going to do is continue to be attentive to him because he is one of the first people that I identify with as a firstborn child. My parents are both the last children of their families. Mm. Um, they're, they're direct family, not their blended family. Um, Cause they have siblings that come after that. But with their direct family, um, you're talking about both of my parents are the baby of their family. My dad is the youngest of seven. My mom is the youngest of four. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm the first, I'm the only firstborn growing up in my household because if I'm the oldest, I have two siblings. My sister's a middle child. My brother's the baby. So nobody understands what it's like to be first. Nobody understands what it's like to be setting standards according to your parents, according to your siblings. Like, you don't choose to be first, but there's so much more pressure, I feel like, that is on a firstborn um, child. And so when my dad had asked me that, I was like, I'm mm. not going to stop being attentive to him because the baby also needs attention. I'm going to make sure that he's still, you know, in that even kill. Like, it's like I have two kids versus here's my oldest child and here's the baby and the baby, you know, people say the baby needs so much attention and all this stuff like that. Right. I'm like, nah, I can't, I can't rock with that. Like, yes, the baby needs attention. No, I'm not neglecting the child, the baby, but my oldest son also needs the same attention and affection and love that he was receiving before that and being able to now incorporate, incorporate that with the baby. And so when I was telling my dad this, I was like, because I understand Mm -hmm. and nobody understands what I understand. My son is going to be dealing with bringing home a sibling. I remember you used to talk about like you being at one point you were the only child. Yeah. For five years, for five years. And then having your parents having more children, how that did have an effect on you. But, I mean, I guess let's talk about, like, our dynamics growing up because mm-hmm. we come from two different two different dynamics, really. I came from a, it's a lot of children uh, mm-hmm. in my household. So, like you said, I don't know if I'm first, second, last, or whatever. <laughs> and what that means is, But I'm like, a conglomerate of all. You are a hybrid. <laughs> yeah, I'm a hybrid. 
uh, as far as what they call it in the book, right? Mm, it's like uh, it's something I can't even think. Yeah, right now. it's too late. It, it it's just so it's so many it's so many nuances in it though. So when I was reading, I'm like, that's crazy. I had, I do have a little bit of everything in mm-hmm. in me um, based on what they said, but it's when my parents had because people don't know this, but me and my younger brother is the only siblings of both of my parents. Mm-hmm. Everybody else, they they don't have the same father mm-hmm. as far as my dad. Mm-hmm. So when they had when they had me and my younger brother. It was like starting a whole new family. Yeah. So it did seem like I was the first child and mm-hmm. uh, the older child. And at one point, you know, of course, you were the only child for like 13 months. It wasn't that long. <laughs> so right. I don't know what's going on. But um, that dynamic of being in the house when I when I was there, um, when I was young and everybody else was young, too. It was so many of us that it is easy to to, to kind of see what's happening in front of you. And uh, and just not want to do some of the things that you see, but also you learn so many other things. I was so observant mm-hmm. growing up because I had so many siblings to watch mm-hmm. and watch them go through the ebbs and their flows. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So um, I think I think it brought me a lot of wisdom at a young age. And that's where you and I talk about this all the time, where it's like we'll be having a, a disagreement or like, <laughs> hey, some sort of uh, we're not agreeing on some things. And it's like, well, what you said about you got to watch. I'm the person being watched. Yeah. And so that dynamic is so much different because I'm having to feel um, the, the, and I think it happens more so when you're more older and you're conscious because now your parents are involved and it's like, oh, be mindful of what you're doing because your brother and sister are watching or, you know, you're the first to go, you're the first to do everything. Mm-hmm. You're the first, I was the first to go to college. I was the first to, you know, move out of the house. I'm yeah. the first to have kids, first get married, all this stuff like that. And so it's now, it's like you're always in a state of setting an example whether you want to be or not. Or not yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it, literally, you just said it. And I think it's interesting because we have both dynamics where it's like you get to understand, I get to understand you, but you get to understand me because for me, it's like, it's hard, you know, you feel like it's hard being me. Mm-hmm. And I feel like for you, it's like, well, it was hard being me too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because now it's like, um, I, and you could speak to this because I know I felt this way about my young. I'm like, yo, parents get real extra lazy, like the 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 more kids there are. <laughs> like y'all just, <laughs> you know, lenient. I could never do that. Yeah. The way my brother and sister move or like, you know, when I moved out and I'm like, yo, they just coming in and out the house whenever they want to. Like, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Like, because if I was coming home late, I just would never come home. Like, I'm spending the night at wherever I'm at. Right, 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 right. They just come home late. Like, y'all just don't, this is okay. No recommendations. <laughs> like, where are the whoopings? Where are the groundings? <laughs> where are the you can't do nothings? What's happening? Crying. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because, and but then it's also like, you know, if, if also having the pressure of if they don't do something in particular that I feel like, or I didn't set the best example, or I could have done something different, or what did I show them? Or I've often thought about what does it feel like being my sibling? Because do you, and you can answer this for me, do you often, as a younger sibling, feel like you have to meet the standard of that other person if there's a standard like, all right, you're you have multiple siblings go to college, get degrees, blah, blah, blah. Do you feel like you had an option to not go to school? Honestly, I think I did. I think I think so seeing seeing my family and, and seeing my siblings grow up, a lot of them got it wrong 
early in life. Mm-hmm. Meaning, like, they, it was a lot of turmoil early when in their teenage years. Mm-hmm. And things didn't change and they didn't start to mature until into their 20s, starting having, you know, family and kids. And that's when I started seeing them actually set an example that I think I could follow. Mm-hmm. Um, so to, to what you just asked, I, I always felt like I was going to college, but I was always raised independent. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really what it was. Because like, you were in a whole new family. Because I was in a whole new family. I wasn't necessarily in the I was in the family, but I was in the family long enough to everybody wasn't in the same household yeah, long enough for context within the book what they talk about is like you're creating a new family when like there are big age gaps in where yeah. those children are coming and so if you break down the age gaps like your oldest sister is in her 40 mid 40s yeah. your older brother is in his mid 40s you're about to turn 31 correct basically so it's like to make it make sense yeah or like, more apart. right so now it's like all right, when your your parents essentially, I was talk, I remember I was talking to your sister before we had the baby. She was like, your mom was having a baby at the same time she was having her first, and it was you. That's crazy. When wow, she really? was having another kid. I think I, don't I, know, I think she was that. having her first kid. You know, Camilla. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. She was having her right, first right. first or second kid. My oldest sister. Yeah. When you were also like your mom was pregnant with you, so like that literally makes it make sense of like this is a whole new family because this whole child is able to have kids. Exactly, you know what she I'm saying. Was, but here's the thing: she was so young; she was 15, 16, and she was <laughs> she was becoming a whole adult. Mm-hmm. So think about this: if I'm seeing if I'm seeing that at a young age, I'm thinking, okay, do I really do I really want to go this route? or Do I want to go another route? Mm-hmm. And I always felt like college was the other route. Mm-hmm. Because I necessarily didn't see that. I mean, my older brother, he went to college, but I think um, he dealt with a lot early, though. He was on his own by 16. Right. So a lot of them, uh, you know, they had to fend for themselves at a young, young age. Mm-hmm. And and I just didn't want to, I just didn't want to go through that myself. Mm-hmm. So like I said, seeing that, you know, early in life, it kind of makes you wise up to like, you make should make a better choice. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Making some some better choices in life. And eventually, like I said, they 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 came around. They started understanding. And we'll get into, you know, uh, more so the, the dynamic we saw growing up and everything else mm-hmm. between each other. But, um, yeah, I, th- I just think a lot of them matured a lot later in life, where I matured a lot earlier. But do you feel like you matured early because you ha- there were so many of them? Yeah, it was it was just so many examples. I seen every single example I could possibly see. Right. You know what I'm saying? I, I could see um so j- just to get into it when I was about maybe 12, 13 there used to be there used to be cops at our door a lot because there was fights between my parents and and my siblings. You sure you want to do that? Yeah, I mean, it, it ain't too bad. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I ain't going to go too crazy. No, but it, but this but this is what I saw. This, right. I'm, I'm just let, I'm painting the picture for my vantage point. Mm-hmm. So, if I'm seeing if I'm seeing an adult get into it with a teenager all the time, mm-hmm. and I'm seeing that they're not getting their way, they're having a hard time. The teenager's having a hard time, and the parent is stressed out. Mm-hmm. If I can see this dynamic, when it's my time to be that age, what do you think I'm going to do? Mm-hmm. I'm probably going to go the opposite way. I'm actually going to fall back. <laughs> I'm probably going to be more laid back because 
I actually want to have a life and I want to do something. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to have to be grounded all the time. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have to be punched all the time, stuff like that. So if I want to have a life, all right, I'm going to do the opposite of what I just saw. Right. All these years. And I think that's where the independence started to come is because I just started doing my own thing. Like I just knew if I make the right choices, I wouldn't have to hear about it later. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't have to suffer the consequences of not doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. So for the most part, I'm, I'm the best kid in the world, but you know what I'm saying? Like, definitely. I just get my, I knew, I knew what I could and could not do. And I understood rules. And see, I didn't, I understood rules, obviously, but there's so many rules. But in yeah. the dynamic that I had growing up being the first, like the only example you have is adults. Mm. And so it's almost like you're, you feel like a little adult, but you ain't grown. Okay. Yeah. But you're not grown. And then so it's like the boundaries are I think the most boundaries start being tested with the firstborn child. We see it with our own kid, like <laughs> just doing stuff. Like what are you doing? Yeah, just be doing stuff. You know what I'm saying? But it's like you're figuring it out. There are and the rules rules are now established based off of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> when I was um I think I was in high school and me and my friends at church, we were talking to these guys at this other church mm-hmm. and my dad knew that but that night i'm like oh i'm going to stay by so-and-so's house tonight for the weekend after church so i'm staying at so-and-so's house and word got to him that we were meeting up with these guys mm-hmm. after church or whatever we was going to a movie long story short we pull up to the movie theater all me and my friends we pull up to the movie theater to meet these guys my dad is standing outside the movie theater that's hilarious <laughs> With a hat on that was blinking. So it was, I want you to see me. That's so funny. You know what I'm saying? And you know my dad. You know, he was real, he's already extra. Mm-hmm. That was over the top extra. You know what I'm saying? Um, but the whole, and now, so he goes to the movie with us. He don't even take me home. Like, and it would seem as though you were coming to pick me up. Mm-hmm. He didn't even take me home. He goes to the movie as well. Then lets me get in the car with my friends, go back to my friend house, so I'm like, I felt like I'm in the clear. Do you know he then comes over there to pick me up and yell at me and do all that? I'm like, so you just want to like over embarrass me at this point. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But it's like, what do you learn in that moment? My dad is always about honesty. Don't let me find nothing out. The only reason I really got in trouble is because he found out and I didn't just say, I'm going to stay in so-and-so house. We're going to the movies, which he knew we were going to movies, but we're going to the movies with these guys. Gotcha. You know okay. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so it's like the things that are now established, like what was my sister's dating life like now because of my brother's ability to do whatever he wanted to do based off of this, these moments and these stepping stones where my parents are learning how to parent. Mm-hmm. Like you're learning how to parent through that first child. And so now you have these ways that you may be doing things or things that you will and won't tolerate or will and will not let them do based off of that firstborn child. That's a lot of pressure. Yeah, absolutely. Especially when it comes to now education. Um, and it's like you're the I, guinea pig. Basically, but I think I think what the the whole thing about why we're talking about this is how it shows up in your adulthood. Yeah. And because for me, I know I've I've caught myself saying so much that like, oh, um, I felt like I had to do this or I had to do that because they were watching me. I've said I'm my parents' <laughs> best child because I literally, from a That's standard, I, I mean, I am, but from a standard point, right? Okay, I I went to high school. I graduated. 
I went to college. I graduated. I moved away. I started a business. I uh, got my master's degree. I've been living on my own for now eight years. I got married. I started a family. It's like from a societal standard piece of what does the perfect child look like in accomplishment world? Because that's all that is. You know, the outside looking in, I, I just feel like a lot of that is because, like you said, you your examples was adults. Yes. So you were you you had an old soul. I don't think I had an old soul, but you did. You had, you had there was you were ten times more mature at the same age that you were as your siblings. You see what I'm saying? Like Yeah, no, I get it. But but think about it. Okay, my parents got married at twenty four and twenty five. Yeah. They got married at twenty four, twenty five. Before they got married, my mom was finishing up her master's degree. All I now know, you know, when you get into those high school years, mm-hmm. my mom got a master's degree. My daddy went to college. My grandma, you know, worked for the government and worked at Pizza Hut at night so that she could put him through school. You know, when you're hearing these stories, it's like, I can't not go to college. I can't be like, oh, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. I don't really think entrepreneurship was like that big back when we was going to college no, anyway. Not at all. But you know what I mean? But it's also like because of all the stuff that was done by the time my brother graduates, which was eight years after me. Eight years after me, my brother graduates. My brother has never been to college. My brother has never, you know, went to work full time at a job job. My brother has been able to be an entrepreneur because I was able to show my parents. It's another example. I was able to show my parents now that you don't have, like, one, school ain't the only way. Two, you can utilize your gifts and your talents and the stuff that you do and go make some money. And be profitable. And be profitable. You know what I'm saying? And so I because of that, and I'm not saying it's because of me, but you, it didn't feel like it, obviously. But, you know, in that sense, my brother has never, my parents never made him go to school. My sister, she was in that limbo phase and as the middle child of like, that's just what it is. That's the mm-hmm. only standard because I was still in college as well. Mm-hmm. So your sister's in college, so you need to go to college. Right. Like That's just what it is. By the time my brother graduated high school, my parents never even asked him that he want to go to school because my brother hated school. Mm-hmm. So now as a parent, they realize, why would I make you go? Why would, one, why would I pay for you to go somewhere you don't want to be mm-hmm. in the first place? You know what I'm saying? And so it's like you always feel like, I've talked about this on the show before, but I feel like from young and having and being the oldest child of my family, it's as if you're always built. You're almost built to perform. What was what was some of the experiences you had that like you think shaping you as an adult? Um, I would say as an adult, most of it is having to do or comments. I'll say as comments. It wasn't necessarily experiences mm-hmm. as much as it is comments. So it's like you're leading up to what you have to do, what needs to be done, who you have to be. Um, and obviously it doesn't only come from your parents. It comes from the pressure of the world. Obviously with my father being in ministry, it could be something as simple as be mindful of your father's ministry. Everything you do is a reflection of him. Every, you know what I mean? So it's like, I've always been a peak performer in all the things that I do, even having kids, (laughs) even having kids to who, I don't remember who I was talking to, but after I had the baby, I was talking to one of my, was it you? I feel like it was you. Somebody me? said to me, I don't remember who it was, mm-hmm. but after we had the baby, obviously my first pregnancy was very quick. Mm-hmm. I mean, my first labor and delivery, very quick, nine hours, right? This one, three hours. Mm-hmm. And somebody was like, look at you, still a, still a high achiever. I th- was that the doula that said that? 
I, I don't no. know who said No, that wasn't her. Somebody said somebody that to me. Yeah, I remember I, remember, I told I you remember that. Somebody, said, yeah. somebody said, look at you still. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm I'm competing with me. <laughs> for no, like, And I'm like, one, I can't control how fast my labors are. I can't control that my body right. moves like that. But it's like, it, that's the stuff that, like, it's like I still am this optimal performer. There are people that want to go in business with me because they know how I operate. I operate in... I'm going to be an optimal performer. And so I feel like the things that were, and I don't think those are bad qualities. I no, think they, they're great qualities when they need to be. You know what I'm saying? But it also puts you in a state of constant performance. So I can't do anything that's not great. I can't mm. be, I can't do anything too prematurely because it's not perfect. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's also it, it it's also a crutch. Yeah. Because it puts me in positions where I can't do certain things or I'm not willing or wanting or you know, if comfortable, you're not good at it, confident. You don't want to do it. Yes, I have to be good. I'm, I'm, I'm actually a lot like that, though. You are, which is why I have a little bit of all these traits that we're gonna get into. Nah, you do. You definitely do have. I mean, you're, you're a melting pot. I've never, I've never been bad at something. You know what I'm saying? So anything I've ever done, I've never been bad at, it, except for golf. <laughs> okay, and that's why I hate playing golf. That's hilarious, <laughs> but. And music school. You're very bad at that. Music, yes. But here's the thing. I don't even do music, but I can sing. How is that possible? You know what I'm saying? So, so now you're just like, so you're saying like I'm just naturally gifted. I don't need the technicalities. Yeah, I don't care about that. So, yeah. It's, the, it's stuff like that. It's like I've never had to. Work hard. To not, be good. To be good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I had to work hard to get better, but not to be good at anything. Yeah, that's the that's a that's that's a struggle because mm-hmm. it it makes it difficult for you to work through things and i feel like since i've been an entrepreneur that's been my biggest challenge in life is seeing things through that aren't easy to me mm-hmm. and and i honestly at 31 find a lot more joy in the things that aren't easy like even in business you asked me the other day you were like you were in the office for so long you didn't close one deal i was like no (laughs) and you were like why and i was like you know today it wasn't just about money yeah you know in the field and the profession that i'm in now as an insurance broker you know sometimes people really do need to be educated there are people that are getting you know insurance plans or uh health insurance plans or doing stuff for their family and their their parents that are older or their uh significant others that are older they don't have the knowledge and understanding so who am i to be in a place where i'm so frustrated with um not making the money mm-hmm. that i'm not willing to educate somebody who actually is in need of the the, the information yeah. you know and the and the understanding and so I, but I've done that. Why? Because of repetition. <laughs> and through repetition, I've at least gotten sufficient enough right. to help somebody feel comfortable in what they have. And I think, you know, like I said, it's just becoming a peak performer, a mm-hmm. peak performer. But it's in multiple ways. And there are positives to it and there are negatives to it. There are, you know, ways that it cripples me or it makes you overwork or feels like you could do everything. And, you know, even in parenting, I'm often like, you're like, you're such a wonderful mom. And people are like, yo, you're killing this mom stuff. And make sure you, I, I just want all the notes. And I just be like, bro, what? You want real mom guilt? <laughs> what? Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? I yelled a little too much today. Or, you know, I, I felt you can feel unattentive or like because we have a baby and all the things that I want to do for my firstborn because I know what it feels like to be you mm-hmm. in the days that I can't. Right. It's like, uh, I should have spent more time with you today. 
No, that's real. You know, I get that. I mean, for me, I think it was it was like I was saying earlier, like just seeing so many different things um, transpire in my household. It did kind of shape me in a way um, because of because of the independence factor. I did sit in isolation a lot. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. I want people to understand that it's very dangerous to. It's very dangerous to be in isolation because there's so much peace in it. Mm. So when you don't when you don't need people, it's very, very peaceful. But you need people in life. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So this is why COVID did a number on some people. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, that's why remote work is so popular. Mm-hmm. It's because they saw the peace in not having to get up and deal with people earlier. You know what I'm saying? So early in the day. And it, I dealt with a lot of that um Growing up because it was just you know what I'm saying, go to my room, chill, oh my do gosh. my own do my own thing. To this day, <laughs> it was, to it was this just day, do, do my own thing. It, it it does create that sense of uh, I don't even know what to call it. Like you you lose that sense of of connecting mm-hmm. sometimes. And that, that can get different. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill so cool i i think it can show up definitely in your adult life and i don't want that to show up um in my parenting life though mm-hmm. i definitely don't want to do that <laughs> oh did you just sick of it and you go away yeah you know what i'm saying or or tell them go away you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. i don't want i don't want to do that yeah i don't want to deal with that but that that's one of those instances where it can show up in your adult life, though, for real. Do you feel like it's showing up in any? Well, obviously not the baby, but mm. showing up in what? In Caden's life, do you feel like he? Like we talk about him being so independent. Is this a bad thing? <laughs> is this like two of our best worst traits? I thought, I th- yeah, I thought about that. I'm like, is is his independence? Because he is very independent. Um, is that a bad thing? And, I, and I'm like, no, it's not. But that's why we was talking about, you know, him getting around kids and doing daycare, mm-hmm. so to speak, because of that that isolation piece. Like, yeah, that can if we if we let it linger too mm-hmm. long, I think it can have some lasting damage, you know, especially when he goes into school eventually. Right. I mean, because I do like being a, by myself, I, and I think that's a COVID thing. I think it's having kids where it's just like I just don't want to be in the mix no more mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying i mean yeah Oof. and i think kids also, isolate you anyway but <laughs> facts we are not coming we have two whole kids <laughs> yeah, that, been, that has been my response we like, are not coming it's we great. have two kids we'll be like yeah what are you i got two kids yeah, it's all right don't even you, you don't, don't even have, have to, to ask me, me. <laughs> <laughs> unless you two have two kids you ain't gotta ask me <laughs> why and, and honestly if you do got two kids even worse because we don't want to be around four kids. You don't want to be around four kids. I don't want to be around four kids. They don't want to be around four kids. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. But, I, yeah, that's interesting. Because it's like you want your kids to have your best qualities. 
and and the qualities that won't cripple them because you know what what about those things have crippled you yeah i mean but it just to that point like you remember when my dad hit me up like a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. saying like you need to call your mom and, and stuff like that like call her more obviously and a part of that showing showing up in my adult life i told him i said i had to tell my dad i said y'all raised me to be very independent mm-hmm. but also y'all wasn't the most affectionate people when it came to showing love mm-hmm. and not that i know that i needed it then i didn't think i needed it then mm-hmm. and i you know and sometimes you don't even think you need it but it shows up in a way uh when you get older that it shows up in it may show up in a whole different way than you think it will. And I told him, I said, the love that I didn't know I probably needed when I was growing up, mm-hmm. I now find that in my wife. Mm-hmm. So she'll never go without hearing from me. But most of the time, a lot of people will go without hearing from me. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And it's because of that detachment piece. It's because, like, I, I'm not looking for love in that place you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. not not the same amount of love you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so i told him i said that that's why it's showing up now in me wanting to be here for your for her because she's giving me that mm-hmm. that i probably didn't know i, I needed when i was growing up which no, is crazy no i think that's interesting because <clears throat> yeah, i think that's so interesting because even with achievement right mm-hmm it's like I feel like I can't cut it off. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And I think it also it serves as a people pleaser mechanism as well. Like, you know me. <laughs> I would go above and beyond for a person not to be liked, but to be praised. Mm. If that makes sense. Like, the whole thing about being a high achiever is that you want the recognition. You don't achieve just to do it. Right. I'm not achieving to pat my own back. Mm-hmm. I'm achieving to be patted. Yeah, <laughs> and that's just the truth and so it's like it it makes you never be able to cut it off because um you essentially start to people please so when you're starting to do different when i was starting to do different things um it was like i could never tell people no i hate telling people no you know that yeah malcolm i, I think that's why we um even we're yin and yang yes. yeah we, we, we chill out yes <laughs> because malcolm don't want to do nothing and i want to do everything <laughs> because i want to be everything to all people Right. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what it was. It it's being a high level person. A, a high, I have to be the best friend mm. possible. I have to be the greatest sister. That makes sense. Possible. I have to be the best mom, the best wife, the best uh, businesswoman, the best influencer, the best poster. I gotta be the best at what I'm doing, and it's it's like it. But it also shows up as people pleasing because now when somebody needs me or needs me to do something, oh, I could do it. I got you. Is that because you were like the second mom growing up? It could be. Like it, you had to take care. You had to. I don't feel like it was like a be, take care as if my parents weren't there. No, yeah, not like that. You know what but, I'm saying? Like it was a take care. But you had to watch like, your kid, your, your siblings probably if, if yeah, your parents but, left because you were the oldest. You were five years older. So at that point. Kind of. Kind of. I would say, not the nanny. <laughs> I would say I, I was, how do I say this? I wasn't like the second mom. I think I'm more the second mom now than I was then. And that's just because my vantage point is different as a parent, as a wife, 
my vantage point and a, just an actual adult. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, like, are y'all crazy? Like, these are normal adult activities mm-hmm. your parents are telling you to do. <laughs> They're actually preparing you for the real world. Are you okay? Um, and because even when I look at my level of preparation for the real world, my parents are the babies. Mm-hmm. So my parents never moved into an apartment. They never left home. I mean, when my mom left home, she was going to co- I mean, going to live with my father because they were married now. Right. So it's like you jump from college to marriage, not college to life and figuring stuff out, blah, blah, blah. So our vantage points are different. But I would not I would never say I was like the second parent until my adult years. Mm-hmm. Um, but back then it was more so, what is the word I'm looking for? I wasn't a second mom. I mean, you might I didn't, not been, I didn't but... like watch them. You know what I'm saying? But I was trying to be the best for them. I was trying to be the best example. I, I feel like <laughs> one of my sisters could have been like that second mom. Like Sabria was kind of like that because she was a lot more mature mm-hmm. um, than the rest of us. And she she just had a head on right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it, I can I see a lot of her and you. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's, honestly, why well, y'all probably the closest too, when okay. you think about it. Yeah, probably the closest for that very reason. But um, and because we keep having kids in the same year. Yeah, that too. <laughs> that's done though. <laughs> yes, I hope she's done too. But if you're not, that's too damn bad. Keep digging. Um, but no, I wouldn't say I was like the second mom. It was something. I it was something else. Girl. I'm still dealing with postpartum pregnancy brain. Sorry. It never goes away. Bless. Let's read. Let's read the different. Um, different <laughs> what? I was trying to figure it out, but we can move on. <laughs> I'm saying let's let's read. I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read what the first child. What what the characteristics of the first child is? That's what they break it down as. Yeah. I'm gonna read the characteristics, and you tell me if one, if you agree. I think I should read them, and then you tell me if you agree. And what do you agree with? Good. No, all right, so let me let me read this. All right, so they said for the first child, since the first child used to be, is used to being uh, the only child until siblings come along, they may exhibit some of the characteristics of an only child. And she'll read about the only child. She they say also the firstborn may uh, may have the birth order personality traits of achiever and leader. Mm-hmm. Uh, Feelings of superiority over the children. Oh, for sure. Difficulty when the second child is born, such as feeling unloved or neglected. Um, they also said they typically have a tendency to be controlling and focused on being correct about results. Uh, use of good or bad behavior to regain parents' attention. So sometimes they could be attention seekers. And then also they have the tendency to be bossy and authoritative about rules, which is crazy. Uh, I don't think people may think I don't think you're bossy, but either way, a desire to please others, like you say. Um, but here's a, the other part is they're also reliable, though. Who's that? That's not Caden, though. No, that's the baby. Oh. Sorry, you know. <laughs> He's not by himself. We're doing it live. <laughs> My parents ain't there. <laughs> she just said sorry. <laughs> like he just cried. He'll be fine. No. We'll figure it out. But um, so basically you agree with all these? I do, for sure. 
And especially like the, uh, I feel like I still seek attention from my parents. Really? For sure. Never knew that. For sure. Think about it. Think about this this weekend. We hosted Thanksgiving this weekend. Um, my family came to town. And it's just like the little stuff of like, what you going to cook? And how does your house look? And, oh, maybe you should try this. Maybe you should put this over there. It's like, okay, okay, great, great. Like, it's just like you still... I want to make sure it's clean. I want to make sure, like, what would my mom do? My mom would have towels on the bed. You got your body towel, face towel, face rag, uh, body wow. rag. And it's all going to be folded up real nice on the bed that's made up already for the guests. Like, it's it's like you're doing the things that would make that parent proud. Yeah. To this day. That makes sense. It's like, it, because it becomes a habit. It becomes habitual for you to want to be that person. You want your house to look a certain way when people come over there. Mm-hmm. You know, all that. I would say, what would you say? You know me. You know, I, I agree with majority of these. Um, let me see. Uh, obviously, the achiever part was was spot on. That was the first. That was the first trait. And I'm like, dang, that's funny how just being a, being the first child. Some of y'all are looking at yourselves like, mm-hmm. mm, wow, I am that. Mm-hmm. Feelings of superiority over the over the other children. Meaning, like, you feel like... That's that's what I meant about the second mother. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And sometimes it does show up as being the second mother for some people. Um, the tendency to be controlled. I've heard you say that you you felt like you were a control freak at one point. I am. And still is. <laughs> I am. In <laughs> different things. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, yeah. don't, you don't want to lose control um, of certain things. But... So that part, I, I agree with, too, because I heard you say it. Um, I don't know what this. Is. Oh, you so good behavior to regain parents' attention. I didn't know that you were um, seeking attention from your parents. Though I, I, I didn't realize what it was. The older I get, the more I think, the more self-aware I get, the more I can acknowledge what the truth really just is. I and you, I just man. feel like you know, over a lifetime, you don't want to say I'm, I'm seeking my parents' approval, right? Yeah. yeah um, I, I got but you. the truth of the matter is, that's what it is. What I, it is. I want you to be proud of me. I want to hear it from you. That's who I seek it from. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because it just it continues. It's what I say. Well, what I just said about the whole family thing, the dinner, the all that. It's the same thing. Yeah, seeking approval. Okay. I don't know. You read yours. Huh? I said you read yours. You just read. Oh, read my paper. Because I'm like, you just read mine. No, it was something I was, I screenshotted it. I wanted, oh, there was this section where it says, there's the infamous task that most firstborn adults can remember. And this is where the whole thing with the group chat came in because we were talking about siblings and, you know, am I good? I think the question came up was like, what would you do if your sibling was dealing with this thing and you're the older sibling? What am I supposed to do? And um, this part in the firstborn child part, it says there's the infamous task that most firstborn adults can remember being left in charge of your younger brothers and siblings, uh, sisters, instead of being able to go off with your own friends. Hmm. Invariably the firstborns wind up being charged a lot. Older sisters, particularly mm-hmm. older sisters, particularly. And the reason they why that's particular, right? Because I have, we have a friend in that chat who is the oldest. He's the only boy. He's the oldest of his, of his siblings, but he's the, and he's the only boy, but people, even him treat his sister as the oldest. That's crazy. Yeah. 
And so his older sisters in particularly are very dependable and contentious, uh, contentious, conscientious, whatever that is. Okay. And many mothers take advantage of this. Mm. That's good. That's good because they don't they don't know that they're taking advantage of it. There, you don't. But it's they even, don't even realize it. But it's themselves. even what you and I have talked about about having sons, where it's like your daughter is often going to make sure all things are well. Yeah. Yeah. I say that all the time about having boys. I'm like, they'll put us in a home quick. I don't think so. I don't think they'll put me in a home. <laughs> they'll put you in one. <laughs> they'll put you in one, but they definitely No, but I was saying, like, I was just telling somebody the other day, I'm like, the only thing about not having a daughter is that I know a daughter is going to be that that rock. You know what I'm saying? And I don't even think it's like the rock. You know why it is? Because men and women have different attention to detail. Like Correct. you're observant, but I'm a woman. Basically. Correct. <laughs> like I work with a lot of guys and the main thing I'm always like, there were a list of things that you could have told me and you just told me that. It's one piece. Yeah, and there was so finite. much more to this yeah. little thing that you said that I, you know what I'm saying? Like you are very observant. You're very detail oriented. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. a woman. Yeah. And that's all that needs to be said. Yeah, it's completely different. <laughs> yeah. All right, so you you want to be a middle child today. I don't know. I mean, you can read a few. Read the middle, I guess, and okay. maybe whatever else I am. Many have heard child, of the middle child syndrome and the difficulties that these children present. They may become frustrated or resentful of the significant changes they experience early in life. Not only do they lose their youngest child status, <sighs> it's late. <laughs> It's all right. Your mother. <laughs> Sorry. But they also must compete for attention with the older and later born children. Middle born children are in larger families are typically less competitive than single middle children. Their parents' attention can be spread thinner due to the dynamics of a bigger family. Middle children in bigger families may be more prone to use uh, cooperation to get what they want. You definitely That's, said that. Yeah, I said that. I said that. Middle children uh, may demand, oh, demonstrate. Now you got so me over here. <laughs> I got you over here looking, hooked on phonics over here. <laughs> this is what happened when Malcolm decides he wants to manually put the show notes on paper. Listen, listen. I, and I ain't, I ain't writing in cursive, though. Thankfully. I mean, middle children may demonstrate because it says demon. <laughs> It might have got cut off. <laughs> Demon straight. Oh, you can't be serious ever, yo. Jesus Christ. Because you got me reading what's <laughs> reading stupid. But you wrote it down. You wrote Demon straight. Oh, good. Okay. Man. They may demonstrate the following tendencies. They can be impatient. Oh, my Christ. Can feel like life is unfair. Maybe outgoing and rambunctious can even can be even tempered may treat your siblings more can feel squeezed in. <laughs> i cannot because your whole your words is ripped off <laughs> we will never do this again oh my gosh that's okay. funny can feel squeezed in the family environment, may feel unloved or left out, may not have the rights and re- the rights and responsibilities of the oldest, and may be adaptable. 
Yeah. Thank you for that. No, I I, I, I think I touched on a lot of that. Um, you said adaptable. Mm-hmm. That's the last thing I heard. I was definitely, I'm definitely that. Definitely adaptable. This, that was part of me like, okay, I see that didn't get the result that I would want when I'm 18. So let me do this. Mm-hmm. Let me adapt and do this when I get that age. Um, if Let's say one of my siblings got a, a tattoo at 16 and all hell broke loose. Well, I'm going to wait till I'm 18. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because it, it seems a lot safer mm-hmm. to do. Um, so that's part of the cooperative um, piece that you was talking about, too. Mm-hmm. I just think, like, I, I even and told you. even tempered. I, I was say, I even told you that I'm too, I'm too big extremes. Like, if people know me personally, I'm too extremes. I'm either very, very reserved or I'm very, very out there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, life of the party type. Um, it just depends on the day or however I feel. <laughs> but I don't know. I I don't know where that comes from exactly, though. I like mean, just from being a second child, like, I don't get it. I don't get the correlation. Mm, I mean, I think it's the adaptativeness of it all. Mm, you know okay. what I'm saying? You're being cooperative. You're being even tempered. Yeah. If you weren't, then you're not being cooperative in the first place. I guess it's with the it's with the environment. Correct. Like you said, adapt with the environment. And then you're very impatient. Oh, extremely extremely impatient and that, that's one of the things i've had to work on i had to work on um you know just what we do professionally so and with children and with children having children will will teach you patience but it'll also test all of your patience mm-hmm. so it does but yeah no i definitely think I, I i can see a lot of the firstborn characteristics in you but the one that actually is you it's definitely this middle child. Mm. I can see that. Yeah. I can see that. Second child, you want to read that one? Ooh. Only if the paper's not going to cut off. It is. Well, well, it's not cut off. You should understand it. <laughs> Don't do this. It's cut off, but it's not. <clears throat> Look, I asked him for the show notes, and he literally handed me paper, and I was like, what are we doing? What's wrong? What's wrong with the paper? Old school. Okay. So it says the second child... What? <laughs> where's the Where's the last child? What you mean? You probably have last child behind under. This is the only child. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> it only has only child. Yes. First child, last child. You. It's on your paper. You just said first child, last child. No, no, no. It don't say last child right here. Okay. Oh, that's the last born right here though. I don't know. I don't know what happened with that. Somebody dog might have ate it. <laughs> dog probably ate it, babe. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> all right. So we're and I'm leaving all this in here because That's hilarious. <laughs> this is this is what this night is giving. All right, so it says second born and middle child begin their lives with their parents' attention to on the firstborn. So maybe this was the last born. Yeah. Maybe that's what you meant. Mm-hmm. Um, so this, the last born child and the middle <clears throat> children begin their lives with their parents' attention on the firstborn. Having an older sibling as a role model makes a second born and a middle children try to, <laughs> I really feel like you meant last. And last born and middle children try to catch up with their older children. 
They may be more competitive uh, because they lack the undivided attention of parents. Be mm. people pleasers, peacemakers, and develop the abilities that the first child doesn't exhibit to gain attention. They may be rebellious and be independent and not need support of others. That I can see that. All right, because our right, so my younger brother, he was he was the last child. And he did always feel like he was competing with myself or mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? For whatever reason, and I'm like, bro, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to do my time, mm-hmm. <laughs> so we can, so I can be free <laughs> at 18. But uh, he did, he did have that underlining competitive nature about him, and unfortunately, my parents always had some kind of problems with him, mm-hmm. um, just because he might have got caught doing something that he wasn't supposed to do and stuff like that. Uh, so I, I can definitely see that. You know, it's unfortunate that by the time we had turned 18 that he was he was obviously coping with an illness that we had no idea about. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't know how long he, he was uh, he was coping with, with schizophrenia, but I can definitely see. I can definitely see that. In the last but I time. definitely, I can see it too. Like my brother, like um, the abilities that you gain to um get the attention like my brother's an incredible musician Mm -hmm. he's really really great at what he does um and i don't think it always has to be a negative aspect of those characteristics that oh you just acted out my brother did act out crazy when he was younger like as a kid in school and all the stuff like that yeah and you know it's like when you're in it do you look at it as my child is seeking attention from me because they don't get it you know what I'm saying? I think that's how I think as a parent. My parent parental vantage point says that. But as a person in it, or like you're like, my brother don't know how to act, or da-da-da-da, and it's like, does he not know how to act? Or is he looking for a way to express, I just want some attention. Mm-hmm. My brother was the only boy. It's me and my sister, and then it's him. He's the only boy, so it's like, for us, we felt like he got more attention, or he was, you know, favored because he was the only boy, and he was the baby. But to him, some of the things that he dealt with and went through or acting acting out, now reading this and under, you know, like I said, it the whole objective is to give vantage points and understanding and perspective to other people in our lives. Um, it's like I look at that now and say, was those moments him looking for, oh, my parents got to come up to the school, so I finally get the one-on-one. Mm. That's good. That's a good observation. You know what I'm saying? You remember I told you that, you know, he'll mature when he gets older. And I see it every day. And I see it all the time. I like just having conversations with him. I'm like, oh, he's done the 360, you know, a 180. No, for sure. Actually. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is not the same DJ from five years ago. No, facts. You know what I'm saying? Not even three years ago. <laughs> not even last year. Not even last year. He's he's definitely taking that leap. I, I said it'll come with experience, wisdom, and also, like, life happening around him. Like, right. For him to kind of get it, but eventually he will. No, it makes sense. A thousand percent. These children tend to, this is the only children. These children, 
<laughs> These children tend to get much more attention from adults than a child with siblings does. This means that many of their early interactions involve individuals significantly older than them. Than them. These interactions can make them feel like a tiny adult, and they can seem more mature than their peers with siblings. The traits may include confidence, maturity for their age, sensitivity, the use of adult language, self-centeredness, and a tendency to enjoy being the center of attention, refusal to cooperate with others, a tendency to feel unfairly treated when not getting their way, and a desire a desire to be more like adults. So they may not be relatable or relate to their peers. Yeah. And I can I can understand like I think when you have kids so far apart because I was five years old when my sister was born mm-hmm. I think that was some of the dilemmas that I've been an only child for so long. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, you you were only child. Well, you were never only child. Yeah, but <laughs> you had thirteen months without a younger being the baby. Yeah, you know I, what I mean. I just think my life lesson is that things that you go through at a young age you don't really know or you're not aware enough. You haven't had enough life experience for you to understand how that may shape you and who you are mm-hmm. later in life. But, uh, you know, it's always good to look back to understand who you are and how you could be better as a person. Mm-hmm. I would say my life lesson is um, do the work. And by the work, I mean stuff like this, like reading books or finding out about yourself, um, finding ways to utilize tools like books to backtrack why am I how I am or what and it might not obviously the book ain't gonna tell you this is exactly how you're Malcolm this is exactly how you're Brittany the book is just giving some you know options for you to look at in order for you to really see it from another vantage point understand yourself better understand your siblings understand your parents um because later in the book obviously something I never looked at was where it talks about how to parent firstborn children, how to parent, um, you know, bringing a child home, how to parent um, same-sex children and all that kind of stuff like that. And, you know, it just helps you think about the differences that you want to understand effectively to be a better parent, to be a better person, to be a better sibling, be a better um, friend, to be a better uh, child, all that stuff like that. So do the work so that you can absolutely be who you need to be for the people around you because you understand yourself as well as them better. Well, this has been another one. This has been another episode of the So Let's Talk About a Podcast. I am your host, Brittany. And I'm Malcolm. And you can follow me at Brittany Danelle. And you can follow me at Malcolm underscore two underscores Garrison. And don't forget to follow the show at So Let's Talk About a Pod on all platforms. If you are watching on YouTube, make sure you give us a thumbs up so that the algo knows that you love us. Um, and um, if you're listening to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, make sure you follow the show, subscribe, like, share. Um, if you're listening to Apple Podcasts, make sure you rate and review. And we can't wait to continue this journey with y'all. Season five, we are locked in and we'll talk to y'all soon. Peace.